You're listening to Radio Influence. You know her from network radio, but now she's on the net and in your head. This is the Fabulous Sports Bay on Radio Influence. Hey, it's me. It's the Babecast. That's going on. You know, I get to do this thing, so I don't know about it. We have a lot of things going on. Linda Cohen's going to join us. I figure, you know, it's the playoffs, and I don't really watch much hockey. I watch a little of the Lightning and all that stuff, but it's some of the Bruins. But when we get to the playoffs, then I'm really into it. So we're going to talk a lot about that. I have a couple of things I want to tell you that I was flipping around about. And one of them that I was talking about was Bruno San Martino died. And he was 82 years old. And he was the hairiest bastard I ever saw in my life. And I must have been like four or five years old. And I, and I used to watch. I'll never forget this because my parents used to thought I was nuts. I was like five, six years old. And I used to watch the wrestling on Saturday night. And my parents thought I was insane. But I'll never forget because Bruno San Martino, but there was a guy and he was a huge man. He must have weighed 700 pounds. And his name was Haystack Calhoun. And he was, and you know, he'd wear like just the, the overalls with nothing underneath the whole thing. And he was like, and they used to put him in there like that. And when he'd like wrestle somebody or if he didn't kill him right away, he'd go, I said, well, what's your best move? And he'd say, I sit on him. I believe he said, I sits on him. If I had it correctly, I believe he said, I sits on him. And that was it. And I was like, I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. I sits on him. Okay, I got that. That was Haystack Calhoun. That was me for my previous whatever. And by the way, Linda will tell you about my new thing that I want to do on the radio now, if Jerry will let me do this on a Saturday night. I would like to. And the other thing, I'm watching TV the other day. And I'm what, you know me, I get up to, you know, I'm, I'm, what was it, 4.15 when I wrote to you this morning and I'm writing down. And there's something on and it says, ask a therapist. And I thought, this is great. I can be in the pool and they can call me up and I go, well, did you talk with the, you know, you're not worried about the boyfriend and all that. And I could just be floating in the pool. I wouldn't really care, but you know, they'd have to pay money. So I'd be getting some money which I think would be funny in the middle of this. But can you imagine these people are sitting around with like nine kids going, yes, you've asked the therapist. And I wanted to, could you get me one? No, no, I don't think I want to be. Linda will tell you more of the things I want to do on the radio. I want to do something at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Let's go talk to Linda. She knows more about it. Linda Cohen comes from ESPN. We do love her. Let's go talk to her. Darling, is that you? Hello, babe. Hello, cutie pie. What have you been doing? <laughs> Listen, you know what? We had spring like the other day on Monday. It was spring. And I thought, is spring ever coming to Connecticut ever? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Friend of mine said flag day. I was like, okay. If we're lucky. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It is so cold. Like in the night, because I'm working late now and I walk yeah. outside and it's it's freezing, this wind chill. <laughs> it's like great. This was like last night. You know, anyway, what, it's okay. You know, one of the things I was going to ask you, I'll talk about the NHL, which we have to do, but yeah. when do you do, when do you do Mad Dog Show? Do you do that often or sort of the time or when do you do that? You know what? I wish I did it more. Um, yeah. I'm just, I am asked, you know, they, um, uh, the program director, Steve Torrey, great guy. Mm-hmm, yeah. I fill in when he, when, you know, at the, here or there. So I'm filling in for him. He's got a show right before right. Dog at one to three. 
So in May, I have a couple of dates, but... Now, wait a minute. Let me just tell you something. Now that we're talking about this, because yeah. we're both into radio yeah. and all that. Well, let me just yeah. tell you. Uh, you're I the just, queen. Wait a you're minute. my queen. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, here's the thing. I don't want to work every day. So I'm trying, you know, Jerry sits across me and doesn't say a word. And he's like the worst producer <laughs> ever. And I've known this guy since he was 14 years old. And he sucks just as much <laughs> now as he did then. But let me just tell you, I said, I don't want to work. But I said, I want to work on a Saturday night. And I want to work from 10 at night until one o'clock because everybody else has got dates and stuff. And I want to be the love doctor. <laughs> what do you think? Don't they need the, a new one? No, I know. And I'm like, Oh, I could be the love. Doctor. And I could sit in the pool. You know, I could sit in the pool <laughs> and I was like, I haven't even told him this, but I think I would be the love doctor. And you could call me up and I go, well, why is it that you're not out on a Saturday night? You know, because you're sitting in the basement forever. But, I just thought, don't you think I'd be good as the love doctor? Yes, especially if you say it that way. Yes, and I could do that. You know, bless his little heart. He passed away not that long ago, but he wanted to put me on. Never, Jerry, don't worry. It's just Linda and I talking. Don't worry. He's looking at me like, are you going (laughs) to talk about the NHL? I said at some point. But he wanted to put me on in his, because he owned like these radio stations and television stations, and he wanted to put me on, but you could only see me from the back. And he wanted me to do videos like in the middle of the night, like just do wow. videos. But I could still, you know, I could use the mother type thing and it would be like, you yeah. know, your mom's tucking, tucking you in and all that. And then after a while, I said, oh, I think that's getting too weird. I got to go by. But I, I thought that would be <laughs> getting a little weird there. And I said, besides, I got to do this stuff in Connecticut and stuff. But I thought that would be good. But I've decided to be the love doctor. What do you think about that, Jared? Do you like that? He just looks at me and says that. Can we talk about these people, please? Wait a minute. I got to know about, you know, you're the one that taught me into it. And I was like, all right, let me see what's going on with the Las Vegas Knights. Well, they're 4-0. Goodbye, everybody. How did, outside of Flurry, I don't know anything about this team. Tell me about this team. Well, that's what's great about them. You know what, babe? Because there are no superstars outside of Flurry. They're number one overall pick in the expansion draft. And their head coach, Gerard Gallant, is a guy that used to coach the Florida Panthers and he was left on the side of the road. I think you mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm, yeah. when he was fired, they were in Chicago and right. he had to take a cab right. to right. the airport. And and so in other words, that feeling of being unwanted, right? Yeah. So then here comes the expansion draft and the existing NHL teams. It's not like they didn't want these players. They preferred other players. So they let these guys unprotected. So these players, all of them, all of them had a chip on their shoulder And you get them all together with a coach who also had a chip on his shoulder. And what happened? They have something to play for. And also, except for Flurry, they all really make around the same amount of money. In other words, there's not one guy that makes an exorbitant amount more than the other guy, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have clicks in the dressing room. So it's just one for all, all for one. And they truly believed that they were a very good hockey team coming out of training camp. Nobody else did but they believed it and they just took one step at a time and there's going to still be doubters out there after they swept the LA Kings, believe it or not, when they play probably play the sharks yeah. in the next round, there'll still be people picking the sharks and they'll have good reasons to, but I picked the, the Knights to beat the Kings. I thought in seven mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick them against the sharks. I'm going to ride that wave and see what happens because they believe and that goaltender is something else. You know, one of the things I sat down, because obviously I'm watching the lightning, but 
I watched the blue jacket thing and I saw it go into double overtime and the Capitals finally got something. Where were the Capitals really good? I mean, they're there, but I never consider them, consider them a Stanley Cup champion that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? So do their fans. They don't get right. They've been heartbroken over and over again, year after year. And, you know, um, there's re- it's really a mystery about it um, because they try to bring in players, babe, that are like that. You know, Stanley Cup medal. I remember they brought in Justin Williams, who, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Game 7. You know, guys that get it done in the playoffs. But no matter what they did, it didn't work. They still have, our, uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin, uh, you know, arguably the second best yes. or third best player, whatever you want to rank him uh, in the league. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, of course, but he can't do it alone. I think, um, you know, their head coach, at least in this situation, Barry Trotz, made a big mistake by starting a guy, Philip Grubauer, who's a backup goalie. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what kind of great numbers right. he had over the start of Brayton Holby during the regular season. He, key word, regular season. I mean, playoffs are a different mm-hmm. animal, as you know. You should have, he should have started Brayton Holby. He went back to Holby finally on the road here. They, you know, they worked hard. They, they deserved to win that game. They had something like 45, 46 shots on Sergei Bobrovsky, who's an outstanding goalie for the Blue Jackets. And they got they got a lucky bounce or two, and Lars Eller got a double overtime goal. Can they win this series? I believe they can. I picked them to be Columbus, but more I look at the Blue Jackets and how the goaltending they're getting, and that player Artemi Panarin. They call him mm-hmm. the Bread Man. You love right, him, right, the Bread right. Man Panarin. You know he is tough to stop. So it's going to be a long series. I won't be surprised if that goes seven. You know, I, I'm wondering, and I think it's. When I looked at it, I looked at this one. I, I mean, I'm looking at the Lightning. Now, the Lightning, they got kind of blown out the last time. And then, well, they went into the Stanley Cup Finals and they lost that. But now they sort of are back. And one of the things I find, I remember when Vasilevsky was like at the Seattle Crunch. And now he's like <laughs> a terrific, he's a terrific goaltender. He's one of the, he's one of the guys for the goalie thing, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. a He's a finalist, yeah. well deserved. The Syracuse Crunch, the great Syracuse yes. Crunch, the yes. farm team of the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> um, you know, so, <laughs> they really do develop their players really well when you look at the Lightning. But you know, the Lightning all all year long have been so consistently great, right? And then toward the end, they sort of got bored, and then they found themselves in the battle with the Boston Bruins, and they ended up toppling the Bruins for that first seed, and that's big. Right. Now the Devils are a little bit pesky, and they won the last game and got a little chippy. And I'll tell you, I really didn't think the Lightning was going to roll over the Devils. I picked the Lightning in six, so I would not be surprised if, you know, the Devils continue to make this a series. Um, And, you know, bravo to them, you know, that they've been able to turn around uh, their franchise. And, you know, they have a great future. So I think this is, you know, they're going to get great experience by playing a team like the Lightning. But the Lightning, let's face it. As you know, you watch them all yeah. year. They're so highly skilled. Their top line isn't even gotten going yet, yeah. really, when you think about it. It's been that second line that's carried them, and Vasilevsky's been Vasilevsky. So they're fine. They're in good shape. I can't wait for the second-round matchup. Um, I hope it's against Boston, yeah. not Toronto. No offense, Leafs fans, but you know that's going to be unbelievable. Well, I and you know, like you got it. And one of the things I imagine they have them everywhere, but they put it all outside. So you can just go down there. You don't have to go inside, Emily. Not that there's any room in there for you, but I love going outside and seeing everybody outside watching the big games. You know, one of the things last year when I was talking about, I said, look, okay, I watch it, but I don't really get into it until the playoffs. That's the one thing about me. I've kind of waited to get in the playoffs. I've sort of feel the same way about the NBA. So I'm sitting here 
last year I'm going, now they just beat somebody for four games. They beat someone for five games. They're doing Anaheim. I said, I better call Pete Weber because I have no idea what's going on with the Nashville Predators. I have no idea at all. And so he came on and he told me everything that was going on. And it was really great. But are they going to be there, do you think? Because after I saw it last year and it was so, but they're right back there again. Yeah, first of all, how great is Pete Weber? Yeah, Exceptional. He is. We love what him. What a great human. Yeah. We love him as well. Um, you know, it was no fluke last year, them going to the finals. It was a great run. Uh, I'll tell you, you can make a case. I know I'm, I'm in the minority, but if Pecorine, even though he was great at home, if he would have made a few big stops in Pittsburgh, they probably would have won the cup. Right. <clears throat> but that did not happen, and that's why I'm concerned this year, just a little bit. Before the uh, playoffs began, babe, I did pick – Nashville to go to the finals and beat Boston and win the Stanley Cup. But they're well, that's struggling because, no, a wait little a minute. bit. Linda, what? you yeah. are a Rangers fan. Let's all get that out. That's the only reason you're dogging well, the Bruins. Full disclosure, that's not true. Full disclosure, I have kind of not cut the cord, but I have lessened the hold on uh, the New York Rangers. There are a lot of moves that they have made, management, <laughs> making moves, trading half the team to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. Daughters. And... <laughs> And trading one of my favorite players, Rick Nash, to the Boston Bruins. I'm now following the Boston Bruins. You know, I really am. So I'm now sort of now following, you know, amazing teams like the Golden Knights, like the Lightning, whoever it is, like the Bruins and great players, you know, and that's I've become that person. Do you is your heart always with your favorite team? You know, growing up? Yes. Yes. But the, the stranglehold, the obsession is not as strong. So full disclosure, that's true. So that's why. Um. Back to Nashville, they've been giving up a lot of goals. This is like the best defensive team in the league, really. I mean, I know the L.A. Kings allowed the fewest goals in the league, but we all know about the defensemen uh, Nashville, the mm-hmm. Yossis, the Subans, you know, uh, the Ellises. All these guys are amazing on Nashville. But Colorado scored a ton of goals. That top line on the avalanche led by Nathan McKinnon has been destroying them. And Pecorine has yet to make uh, big saves early in this series. And the offense of this team is bailing them out. Now, that series stands at 2-1 at the moment. Um, you know, they got another game in Colorado before right. they go home to Nashville. This is, I thought this would be over in five. This could go six. But, you know, this is good for Nashville. If right, you root right. for Nashville, you want this early test because you realize, wait a minute, I know everyone's picking us to go to the cup and win it. Hey, maybe we're not that great. We got a lot to fix. So right. this is good for them. You know, one of the things, Linda, one of the things for me, and I've always said this, I've been a Boston Bruin fan as long as I, but I lived in the whole time. My father lived like that. My grandfather lived like that. They never won. You know, they just were the Red Sox and they never won it. But when I lived in Connecticut with you, there's, you know, half the people were for the Yankees and the rest of the people for the Red Sox. I mean, you were the only Met person I ever met there. You understand? (laughs) The only person I ever met there. It's true. But they were all crazy for it. And then after being in New York and being there through the Jeter thing and the Tory and all those people that were there and petted and all those people, you couldn't help but be crazy for it. And people are, you know, they're coming down from the World Series and people are hanging out the window and throwing stuff. It was really I mean, I was still into the Bruins, but I love being with the Yankees because you were just part of it. Really? Yeah. I, I thought I, I enjoyed hating the Yankees along the, with you. What are you talking with a, about? <laughs> you're a Mets fan, but I thought, you know, you're there and it's there and it's happening day after day. And every year it happens. And all those people were so great. 
And I kind of got into it, and I went to a lot of oh, Yankees games no. there. I know, it's oh, a horrible no, thing. Oh, no, babe. This is it's a horrific <laughs> thing you just shared with your audience. Do you want me to, do you want me to hang up on you now or what? No, listen, <laughs> I'm trying to talk you back off the ledge. I mean, come on. The Red was, Sox But that was great. 20 years ago. They, they, that was 20 I years know, ago. Live in the present. Live in the present. <laughs> do you feel good about the Red Sox now? Yeah, I like the Red Sox. <laughs> they knocked out that... They knocked out that Otani sensation uh, yes. yesterday. I mean, they gave him a blister. I mean, come on. I know. He said, I, I've got to go. I got a thing here. I said, I go to bed. I go, to, go right to the locker room myself. And all of that. Yeah. You know, as we watch this thing going, and there's so many people going on, but I have to tell you, I get this thing, and it goes on NBC, and then it goes on the CNBC, and then it goes on the Golf Channel. Oh. I'm very oh. confused with this. Oh. I'm very you confused know, listen, with that. Yeah, I know. You know, I, w- I went on Twitter, and I said made one comment as soon as it came out last week that two Game 4s, which are suddenly tonight, mm-hmm. are going to be on the Golf Channel. I, I And then I looked. I mean, I looked to see... What was on the CNBCs at this time tonight? What was on the USA Today's in the USA channel? What was Shark on Tank. these uh, NHL network reruns of Shark Tank? Right. NHL network has re, uh, a live uh, program of NHL tonight. I mean, are you kidding me? And then you hear all the rumors, oh, NBC getting back at Gary Bettman for not sending NHL players to the Olympics. Well, doesn't this shine pretty weakly on NBC? Is this what you call revenge? You know, you're trying to get back at Bettman. Do you think he cares? Right, he couldn't care I mean, less. He's yeah. making tons of money, and this looks bad on NBC. And, they, you know, it's just hilarious listening to the announcers, babe, last night trying to promote these games and trying to avoid the fact that these game fours are on the golf channel. Well, I love it when they put it up there and they go, this is going to be on NBC, and this is going to be on the golf channel, and this one will be over here. And I'm like, can't you just have it on one thing all the time so <laughs> I can just go to 1152 and find it? But no, oh, it can't know. go like that. But no. Now, you yeah, know, and it's just ahead. one thing, you know, any of the other thing. I know there's some people who are like, oh, you know, they're like, we're all used to that, blah, blah, blah. But come on, when there's no other programming worthy on these other networks that NBC uses, and you put it on something as absurd as the Golf Channel, to me, it's ridiculous. Well, and, and while we're talking about it, we can also talk about, hey, did you find, let me just ask you this, because you've been doing it for a long time. Are you a little weirded out about the fact that that guy keeps walking around with the green jacket all the time? What's his name? Patrick Reed. Why? You know, I mean, I saw him at the Celtics game. I see him at this one. And they said, well, they have to wear the green jacket. First of all, I'd want that, you know, put away. I don't think I would want it with people spilling beer on me. You know what I mean? I'm like, wouldn't you put that away? But for some reason, well, he has to wear it. I said, I never heard anybody say that. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think he has to wear it. You know, when Sergio won it last year, I, I was at SiriusXM doing a radio show, and I it was a miracle. I ran into him and his fiance at the time, and they couldn't be more delightful, and he couldn't have been nicer, and he was wearing his green jacket. That's different. You know, I mean, he was doing you yeah, know, publicity yeah. and doing promos. It was a few days after it. As a matter of fact, I think it was the next day. I think it was a Monday right after the he won it. So long story short, no, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absurd. I think it's like, look at me, look at me. Because let's face it, babe, who the heck would pick Patrick Reed out of a lineup without that right. green jacket? Exactly. You're right. And, you know, <laughs> now that we're going that way, they're all like pissed at him. He did. He did something illegal when he was at the University of Georgia. I said, wasn't that like seven years ago? And they're still and they said that Bubba Watson is the most hated in the PGA, but that Patrick Reed is right behind him. And I said, well, I didn't know that, but OK, but they don't. 
they don't seem to like him because he's kind of a big smarty pants. Well, who's a bigger smarty pants than me? But go ahead. I mean, <laughs> you know, so what? You know, is- listen, I didn't know that about Bubba Watson. But the thing is about Patrick Reed, you know, I love how these people like rip the guy, criticize. Right. I don't know everything that went on. But he was he was a college student. He was 19 years old or whatever the heck it was when he got into trouble in college. You know, it is not easy, especially for a young man in college. You get into things like, unless he was committing serious crimes. <laughs> I think, you know, people should hold off, you know, those who live in glass houses. Now, this whole family thing, that's another thing. I mean, estranged from his family. I don't mm-hmm. understand that either, but we don't know all the details. It takes two to tango, I think. So until you, we all know or care to know, and actually I don't want to know, mm-hmm. you know, I just hate everyone on social media is uh, Mr. and Mrs. Perfect out there. You know what? Let me ask you something. Uh, yesterday I was wearing my Hartford wheel. I've gotten to the point now, I was looking at the jersey the other day, but I can't ever wear that anywhere because it says the babe on the back of my whalers jersey, <laughs> and I can't very well wear that. You know, but I was looking at that and I now I'm like into these like uh, whaler things that I love and they're kind of like old and crunchy like I kind of like that. But I was wearing it the other day. But this guy that that uh, is getting uh, whatever they're called, the hurricanes this week, he wants to do the whalers jersey. I said, not on my ass. You're not going to. I will be having a fit. Well, I want to do the whalers jersey. I don't think so. That happened. It's over with. Go along with whatever the hell you're doing. In Carolina, that's fine. But don't be telling me that you want to wear a whaler's jersey ever. That's embarrassing. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I mean, move forward. I, I mean, have a good one. I have a good one. I How don't... the hell you, are you talking to me? I have a real one. What are you talking about? Go ahead. Go ahead. I know, but what, what is this? Oh, it's almost kind of off the wall a little bit. He's a little, they, they call him eccentric, doing different things. He's kind of, you know, from the Mark Cuban school type of thing of ownership. But, I mean, be proud of your Carolina Hurricanes franchise. They won a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Prove this team, move forward. There's no reason to look back. People who live in Raleigh and all and around North Carolina in the areas where Hurricane fans, uh, you know, have uh, grown with the team, they don't want to hear about Hartford, the whale, even though it is a great logo and they had a great theme song. They don't right. want to know it from it. The Brass Bonanza. I love yes, that's it. Hey, it can, is cool. Yeah, You know, I thought this whole thing with this horrible thing where people were killed in the Humboldt Broncos. Yeah. I mean, you know, I read it and I saw your thing on it and I was like, you know, you just you, you think of people just go, and all of a sudden like 14, 16 people are dead and the other 14 are in there. I'm like, are there any other people? It's just how I, I can't say it's a, it's a traffic accident. That's all. But it was just, well, awful. I don't, you know, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It happened at five o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and this, the problem I had instantly was like, you know, the truck driver. Okay, who we found out later, according to police, that he had sun in his eyes. You know, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. And unfortunately, even though I love Canada, their their system of of investigating. I mean, if this happened in in the United States of America, that guy would have been held, questioned and probably taken in until they figured something out. This guy was allowed to walk away and he did walk away. He was unharmed. Okay, the guy who plowed into the school in the bus, plowed into the bus, the truck driver who said glare was the cause. He didn't see a stop sign. And he went right through a stop sign. So, like I said, this guy would be behind bars in our country and I would applaud it uh, because I feel for those parents, obviously, and, the you know, everything about it. And but in Canada, 
you know, I think the guy's just been gotten mental health to get through the tragedy. Right. I mean, I know I sound what I sound like, but that I can't help but think of those parents. Heartbroken. Awful. Hey, by the way, I, you know, I'm flipping around. I want to tell you something about Gretzky. But that thing yesterday, they gave that. I think they gave the Washington Capitol thing in the double overtime. They gave it to Eller, but it was really somebody else that kind of popped it in. Didn't it sort of fall off of them? You know what I mean? They it gave bounced, it to him, but it bounced, bounced off. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it bounced off uh, the Columbus defense and right. Lorensky. Right. But it like it bounced like a million times before. Right. They just credited to Lars Eller for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that happens. Those are that's how you get these goals. That's you know how many times do we see we don't see gorgeous playoff overtime right. goals that with tremendous skill. We see like those they call them dirty goals, where just like thing happens, and it's like before you know it, it's in the net, game over. You know, one time I was talking to Gretzky and he was on the show and he couldn't have been more wonderful. He was really easy and we talked and he started to talk. I said, tell me about the fact that you had to go play hockey when you were 14 years old. And he said, I had to do that and I understood it. But he said, I would cry myself at night because I miss my family so much. And then he used to talk about listening to Ernie Harwell and then how much he loved the Tigers and all that. So I put Ernie Harwell on with, with. And I just laid back and I said, Ernie, this is Wayne. And they just went to town. It was I would have been crying. I know. I'm sorry. I get like that. And sometimes I go, and I go, well, no, stop it. You can't do that. But I get like that sometimes. It, it was great. I just remember sitting back and saying, and he just used to tell him about, I used to talk, listen to you all the time. And Carol was going back. But it was so good when Gretzky talked about the fact that he missed his family. He would cry every night he was scared to death but he knew that he had something that other people just didn't have and he had to do it and not only that and i'm glad you shared that story and bravo to you for making those memory happen for wayne and ernie uh the thing is about that's why hockey players are different the way they they grow up the way they have to travel as preteens and teenagers live away from home they grow up fast these young men Mm -hmm. and they have great manners they really do because they live in other people's homes uh, you know, I've been hearing some incredible stories about a couple of players that are currently in the league. Uh, one of your Boston Bruin, David Posternock, who had that six point night that broke right. the Wayne Gretzky record mm-hmm. uh, the other night. He grew up poor. So how do we know this? Because um, he, everyone notices on his stick, he only puts a little bit of tape on a stick. And people were asking about it. How come you don't tape your stick with a lot of tape like everybody else? And he says, well, that's because, you know, when I was little, we only had a little bit amount of money yeah. and we had to save our tape. Yeah. <laughs> so he, it's true the story. And he only to this day, I think it reminds him of his roots as well and where he came from. Another amazing story is this Artemi Panarin from Columbus. Right. You know, who used to play for the Blackhawks, was traded to Columbus and he grew up in poverty. And he was, it sounds like a joke, but he was so poor that the skates that he learned to skate in were so big, he had to wear his shoes in the skate. Yeah. So the oh. skate would fit. And ah. now look at this guy. He's one of the most dynamic players in the National Hockey League. But you're right about that because they do that and they go early on. And, you know, I used to talk to uh, to Barry Melrose about things like Yellowknife and things like that up there when they he'd go in and he said he'd have to park his car before they got to the stoplight. And then they'd have to walk in because he didn't want people to know that he had a car and stuff like that. Barry's got yeah. some wonderful things of that. Please tell Barry I love him, by the way. I will. And there's nothing better with me doing this show we have on yeah, the, the ESPN app. Right? Yeah. It's on ESPN Plus. 
nestled in the crease. Mm -hmm. And this is where finally, I mean, uh, this is like heaven because I get to sit on a couch with Barry Melrose, watch playoff hockey. And then when it's all over, we do a 20 minute commercial free show. We just (laughs) get up and do it. And I mean, this is finally, finally, I really love my job. (laughs) I'm telling you. I mean, so, uh, and it, and it, the product is great and it's a place where people can find hockey and we have fun and, you know, no bull, no commercials and it's, and it's, I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, the stories that I hear from right. Barry while just hanging out is great. And I, I for sure will say hi for you. Yeah. He knows, he knows enough about me, but you should certainly tell him that. And you know what? I'm going to go now, but I, you know me, I could talk to you for three hours, but I really appreciate that you came here to visit me because I don't know anything about the NHL and that. And, and Jerry, who's the worst producer in the world said, what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to talk to Linda. What do you think we're going to do? If we want to know about NHL, we're calling Linda. That's all there is to it. I'm just glad Jerry showed up on time. Well, I was concerned for him. Yeah. Well, I was, I was sweating him for a little while too. Linda, I love you. Tell all of those how many more? You have all those children. Do you have any more grandchildren or anything like that? I have two kids, but you would love my dog. I'm a doggy mom now. Oh, I have no grandchildren. Don't rush it. Oh, yeah. Well, my I, my I was, Babs. Yeah. Babs. She's amazing. Babs is wonderful. Tell That's me about dog. Babs. Tell me about Babs. Babs. Pit boxer mix. Got her at a rescue. Got her almost a year ago. It's it's she's currently the love of my life and yeah. will always be the love of my life. Yeah. You know, my kids are the best, but. I now get it now. I had dogs before, but I never had a dog like this, babe. I never got it before where I saw, you know, people like loving their dogs obsessively. I almost was the point of like, I don't get it. My dogs were never like that. I was never like that. Now I found a dog and it's true love. That's just like that. You you, know what I mean. And Now Linda's told you all of it. Linda, I love you. Be well. I'll talk to you again, sweetheart. (laughs) You too. Thanks for having me, babe. Well, I've known Linda for such a long time. I mean, we knew each other in Seattle. And then she went to ESPN and then I went like a year later and she's still there. Bless her heart for doing that. You know, but she's still there and good for her. So we love Linda. You know that. I mean, she's just, and she's just, she's really a nice person, isn't she? She really is. Her laugh and everything. She's just really nice. But I love talking with Linda and I love talking about all the stuff that we do when it comes to radio. And things like that. We have things to do. You know, the draft is coming up. And I'm very excited about the draft. It's on Fox this year. Are they going to, like, tell us all of, you know, I don't want to say anything, but I'm kind of, like, over all of these quarterbacks. You know, somebody said that the that the Patriots were going to get the guy from UCLA. I'm like, I don't think anybody from UCLA or USD is any good. We'll have to see. Anyway, we'll be doing all of that. So are we going to be around next week, Jerry? Am I just making this up? Yeah, we'll talk. Okay, we'll talk after the draft. That means he's not going to come and bother me, and that's all I care about. I happen to be the fabulous sports babe. If you know the babe at all, you'll know the show never ends. Follow her on Twitter at Real Sports Babe and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. This has been the fabulous sports babe on Radio Influence. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I coached a huge company here in Chicago. 
Fortune 500, closer to the top than the bottom. They had two major divisions in the company. And these divisions were almost like brothers and sisters. The CEO of this company, now I know this because I'm coaching the chairman of the company and I'm coaching a marketing director. I'm coaching the CFO of the company. I was not coaching the CEO. So I'm coaching these other people individually. But the goals kept changing and there was infighting. The CEO would pit two people against each other. He liked that friction. And he said, this makes us better. I like when they fight. I like when the Division One fights with Division Two. It makes us better. But in reality, this company was going down the tube. I mean, seriously, stock values were plummeting. And it was because of chaos management. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.